This episode of Taking It to the House was brought to you by EBH Fitness Studios. It's a way of life. I'm Dr. C. Victor Herbin III, and I'm taking it to the house. And I'm Dr. Timothy Hoover, and I'm taking it to the house. I'm Dr. Jania Hoover, and when I'm taking to the house, it'll be quick. I saw recently that the Tampa Bay Lightning started the an NHL National Hockey League team started three black players. I also saw recently that the Atlanta Dream, the WNBA Atlanta team is going to have an all black broadcast team, all black, all female broadcast team. And my only burn is I hope that I will live to see the day where having an all black or a black, whatever it is, isn't news. I don't think it should be news, but so often we see these type of, we we see these type of headlines and it's because it's never happened before. So hopefully those that are coming behind me will see a different day where it's not news for there to be all black or a black or black women this that or the third. That's all I got. What about you, Victor? Hello. What's he doing here? Okay. All right, I'll, I'll let that be known. Um, 2010 called, and they want Tim Tebow back. What is he here now? That's all I got. <laughs> I love it. Oh, wow, Dodgers. Dodger Nation. I want you to hit us up on Twitter, Facebook. Tell me what you're going through right about now. Edwin Rios out for the season. We just heard about Dustin May. You guys, I blinked and now you're third in the division. What's going on? A, a few short weeks ago, I was talking about how you guys were, we we're gonna plan for the second parade. Wow, what is happening? Is it hitting? Is it pitching? What is going on? Is it Dave Roberts? Is it analytics? I wanna hear from you, Dodger Nation. Just as much as I was touting you guys and how you guys were playing, I will get on you. How about be professional? Play the doggone game. Let's go. Next man up, is it that easy? I don't know. Well, let's play some ball. So Dodger Nation, we're looking at you. Little brother in the South, San Diego, they're coming for you. That's what I have to take. So my question, we are not far away from the NBA playoffs and there's so much, you know, who's going to get in. What about the plan? What about these injuries? So, Unc, what are your thoughts? Like, where are you right now? Very good question. And thank you for Dr. Hoover. Thank you for the toss. I want to say that we talked a couple of weeks about the play in. What does it mean? Are we in favor? I am so much in favor. And here's really why. Every game still counts. So the regular season does matter, even up until now. So most teams have just two or three games left, maybe four. Uh, and so it does matter with seeding. So I'm a Laker fan. Everybody knows that. The Lakers are currently in the seventh position, a game behind from being in the fifth position. So you can't really rest players, or as my uh, co-host was saying, Dr. Herbin, are they playing possum? Maybe they want the seventh seed. Maybe they want to play against Golden State for the play-in game so they can get the seventh seed and play against who? 
Denver. That's actually not a bad strategy, but the problem is more games and we are injury prone. However, it's not a, a necessarily a bad strategy because if you play into the, what is it, the, the, the sixth, you'll be playing the third uh, seed, which will be the Clippers, and nobody wants that right now. They don't want that smoke, especially not this early and not being completely healthy. And so we may not want anything greater than the seventh seed right now tonight. This game, uh, they're playing against Houston tonight. And so AD is out. Braun is out. And Braun is still recovering from a high ankle sprain. AD tweaked his groin last night. And every time he goes down, I'm just afraid he's not going to get up. But he keeps getting up. But he played, he's been balling uh, the last couple of days. And so last couple of games, excuse me. And so um, to answer your question a, a week or two ago, uh, Dr. Herbin, I believe they are playing possum. But it's strategic. They just they're looking long term. They're looking short term. I think they want the maximum rest, but I think they don't really necessarily want the sixth or the fifth seed. I did know, want to know what you thought. I hope they're playing possum. They scare me. If they're playing possum. It's working. If they're not playing possum, it's working. I, I'm fearful because you still cannot fake injuries. You still have a sense of anxiety when I see AD, the real AD, Anthony Davis, you know, grab a rebound and falls to the ground or someone rolls over his ankle. I mean, there's always that, oh, my goodness, he's he's limping again. He looks gimp. Is he hobbling? I mean, even last night's game uh, when they played the Knicks, it was, you know, it was very intense down the stretch because you're just hoping that every time he falls to the ground, he's going to get back up. We cannot afford to lose any more players. We lost Caruso. Uh, we all, you know, Schroeder. So it's, it's, if they are playing possum, I'm still concerned because they still need to gel. They have all not been able to play with, you know, under uh, with Drummond. So if they're playing possum, I'm trusting that Frank Vogel has a plan. We've talked about and Rob we trust. We do talk about in Frank we trust. We do still have to talk about in LeBron we trust. It just looks uncomfortable. And, and even with that discomfort, watching them play at times is scary. Now, I will say the last two games, the games they played against the Knicks, Wow, the defense woke up. That's the defense we needed a couple nights ago against the Trailblazers. Uh, the game they played against the Suns. So that's where I say, well, they're playing possum. So I really want the playoffs to hurry up and start. But then look at this other side. Do you want to play Golden State for the 7-8 matchup? You know, that's another part where, okay, you may not want to play the Clippers, but do you really want to play Golden State and Steph Curry and what he's doing? So we've always known the West has been stacked. All the players in the West can ball, but we know there's two teams right now in the West that are wounded. The Denver Nuggets and the Utah Jazz, they are wounded animals. So if they find a way just to make sure they're able to match up against them, whatever way that, that, that shapes up, they do that. But playing against a healthy Steph Curry, and then, of course, as you stated, playing against the Los Angeles Clippers and, and that juggernaut, uh, we need the time to gel. We need the time to get healthy. We need something. So it's scary. That's all I can say on that. It, it's scary. And uh, what does a week look like? Uh, wow. I think, too, uh, the Suns, they've lost a couple of games uh, in the row. So a week ago, I was talking about how they were rolling and they're healthy. They're relatively intact. 
and and then they lose against the Lakers. Uh, then they lose against, uh, uh, who was it, Golden State. Uh, they're limping right now into the playoffs, figuratively speaking, of course. But um, I don't, I don't, I, I, it's interesting. Nobody really looks, even as uh, on paper, as strong as they look on paper, people seem to be resting, not playing their best basketball. That's in the West, but in the East, it's a, it's a kind of a little different animal. But the Lakers, if you have to pick your poison, you're right. It's a juggernaut. If you have to pick your poison, I will go against Golden State. Golden State will still come in at the eight seed, whoever they play against the nine and ten winner. Um, I think, but let me go against either the Suns as my first round matchup or or the Jazz. Let me let me let me do that versus going against uh, uh, Denver. Uh, and I told you a couple of weeks ago, I think Denver can win this. That's even without a healthy Jamal because they just play so well. And Jokic is, is just that good. He's a very superior being. And of course, everybody's heard about his MVP talk. But the Clippers, they just got everything that the Lakers don't have. They have a little bit of chemistry. They have the defense, the wings on the defense, whether it's Beverly or PG-13 or Kawhi Leonard. They can go against LeBron and just make his, his day miserable. Um, the Lakers, getting back to the Lakers, though, Pau Gasol is actually, there's a resurgence. Pau, how about his brother, <laughs> Mark Gasol? There's a resurgence in Mark Gasol, and he's playing really, really well. He's almost like a point center. He doesn't go down in the, in, in the paint. He doesn't bang. He doesn't trade paint. No, he's actually a facilitator at the top of the key, and he knocks down the occasional three. So, Frank Vogel, what he's doing now, he's putting in uh, Trez Harrell and Gasol together, and it's kind of working a little bit, but uh, he's playing two bigs. And so AD with Drummond, uh, Gasol with Trez, and I like it. I actually do like it. It puts a lot of pressure on our perimeter because I got, there's a scramble going on, but essentially we can eliminate the second chance points for the opposing team if it does work. But the Clippers are formidable, uh, and so is Denver. I'm not as concerned about the Suns or the Jazz. They just don't scare me. I have no fear. But going into the East, ah, ooh, Jalen Brown, out for the season, wrist injury. He's They're in the seventh seed. I'm talking about the Boston Celtics. Then you got Charlotte, uh, the eighth seed, and then who else do we have? Indiana, and then we got Washington. Washington's playing tonight against my co-host here, Jania's uh, team, the Atlantic Hawks, and either team will clinch a playoff. The Hawks win, they're, they're in the playoffs. Washington wins, they're in the play-in. And so just talking about the Celtics, nobody saw this coming. Nobody saw this coming. I want to hear from the Celtics fan. Please hit us up on Twitter or Facebook. I want to know what you think about your team in the seventh seed. Our, co our producer, he talks about he wants them eliminated. He doesn't want them to have any uh, might or motive of success. He just wants the, the rebuild, start all over, you know, kind of reboot. So I'm curious about what other Celtic fans are talking about. Vic, what is your opinion on the East, sir? I'm excited. I shared before, yes, I'm a diehard Laker fan, but my number two team had always been the Knicks, having the opportunity to live in New York shortly after we left from California growing up and Pat Riley happened to be the head coach 
in New York at the time. So to watch the Knicks at least have a team watching Julius Randle. I mean, if you could not get into that game uh, last night, Lakers versus Knicks, and watch the, the enthusiasm of Julius Randle come back to L.A. to the team that he was drafted to and the team that traded him, and he was balling out. That is not the same dude. He went 31-8-5. He's scary. And this is the first year with that with, with Coach Thibodeau. So Derrick Rose looks like a new player. You know, Julius Randle. I mean, these guys play with confidence. They're, they, they're, 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 they're nasty in the paint. Uh, they had no problem getting dirty and, and gritty like old school Knicks ball. So that was great. So to even watch them perform last night, it gave that playoff feel. So I cannot wait to watch them perform in Eastern Conference. I think, you know, they're still locked in the fourth seed or, or uh, fifth seed. But when we look at the top three teams, and you've heard me, and we can continue to run the tape, check the transcript, I'm hit 76ers are the number one seed. But we did see a switch between the Bucks and the Nets. And I, I love watching this race as it comes down to the end. Now that Harden is uh, returned tonight, the interesting fact with the, with the Brooklyn Nets, just like we look at for the Los Angeles Lakers, they've only played seven games. The Brooklyn Nets have only had seven games with their big three. So they've already brought – uh, quite a few new players on the on the squad this last year, but they have not had a chance to gel. So that is an interesting story that I I look forward to watching it develop, particularly as we start the playoffs next week. But it's really anyone's race. I will say it again. I am claiming the 76ers and the Brooklyn Nets for the Eastern Conference Finals matchup, but every game down the stretch should be exciting as, as we start. Even when we talk about the playing games, again, when did a Seven to eight seeds and nine to ten seeds even sound remotely interesting. Just the simple fact that now every team is scrapping. I love how they've the NBA has done this because now you have something to play for. Before load management would be in full effect right about now as teams start getting healthy for the playoffs. Well, you cannot afford to be load management if you're that six seed and you don't want the seven seed to take you. Or, you know, so now, again, no one wants to go below that magic line below the sixth seed. So those battles between five, six, seven, eight, who even worried about that before? Nine and ten trying to at least have a chance to fight against eight. So every game now down the stretch is a playoff game. Meaningful basketball towards the end of the season before you start the postseason. Who can argue with that? So I think the Eastern Conference, again, is going to be a great matchup. I look forward to that second round. Uh, and, and how those things shape up. But just watching these bottom, these top three um, go at it, as well as the bottom three, seven, eight, nine, uh, go at it. it. It's really exciting. Yeah, side note, I think the NBA is very sad that Zion Williams is out because of a ring finger fracture. So he's he's done. Um, but he, he's just calling the next marketing uh, tool or the golden goose for the NBA. So when he got eliminated and the, his team, the Pelicans will be eliminated here real soon. Uh, I, I'm, I know they're just going to try to look for another way, another angle to to make that corporate dollar, make that money. LeBron is still in it. So he's their, their number one cash cow. But having Zion out, an early exit, uh, kind of hurts the NBA in, in just, just a little bit. Does this seem odd to you that the, the injuries that are occurring to big name players 
or is, is this an anomaly or has this happened before? It just seems like every night a key player, not just uh, Rudy Poot, key players are going down. And it's just interesting. Again, Zion, Jamal Murray, D. Mitch, yeah. you know, LeBron. I mean, it seems like – so does, does that seem like an unusual year? Yeah, it, it is. It, I, somebody was saying it's – like every other year. No, this is unusual. I mean, we talked about it four or five games in a week, uh, compressed so, so, so many back to backs. These guys are creatures of habit. They're used to having two to three days off, a little bit of practice, a lot of rest time. So I don't know. Uh, and, and we talk about it. It's a grind up until the 72nd game. It has been a grind. We just started in December. And now we're going towards the playoffs. And so it's a go, go, go. They're traveling, COVID tests on a daily basis. So it, it, it's it's a stress to the body. So any stress on the body, something's going to pull, something's going to pop, something's going to break. And these, they're 200, 300 pound men with such force, such velocity, they're going to get injured. But they don't, they don't have enough opportunity for rest. So this is going to happen, unfortunately. So does it affect the, the, the end product, the game? Yes, it does. When you don't have a Zion, when you don't have an AD, when you don't have a LeBron, the Boston Celtics, you don't have a Jim Brown, an all-star. When you don't have a Jamal Murray, he was a, a bubble, uh, he was bubble mania, you know, for Denver last year. So, yeah, it's going to affect the end game, the product. Somebody's going to always ask, if I were or if we were healthy, we could have done this. No, they're not healthy. And LeBron himself, he said he'll never be healthy again. He's, he's a He's probably going to be very healthy relatively for, what is he, 36, 37-year-old man? Uh, how many years in the league? 18 years in the league? And look what he's able to do at 6'8", 240, 250 pounds. Uh, and somebody rolls up on him and he gets a high ankle sprain, but he gets 24-hour care. Uh, he works on his body. He invests in his body, over a million dollars on his body on an annual basis. So uh, this is an anomaly. Uh, and it's due to the compressed season and the high ops tempo. And your pick is is the Lakers still the team to beat? I understand optically we're battling for this playing spot one through six, seven, eight, nine, what have you. But at the end of the day, do you do you think that we still have the best team in the league and that we will represent the Western Conference in the finals? Not now. I'm not asking as a fanboy. I'm asking straight up. When we get in this playoff, are we ready to play? And can we get there? Right now, no. No, we're not the team to beat. Uh, if we had to play right now, as we are, uh, with AD out, LeBron out, no. We'll get bounced in the first round. No doubt about it. Thank goodness we have a, a week or two to kind of get it together. Um, if I had to pick a choice, the team to beat right now would probably the Clippers or Denver, as I stated earlier. They are the, the they're playing the best ball and they have the best pieces, if you will. So uh, again, I don't you can call me disrespectful to the Jazz. You can call me disrespectful to the Suns. The Suns haven't been there in 10 years. And other than Chris Paul, I don't know if they have any playoff experience. Uh, maybe one or two players. Uh, the Jazz, uh, Dr. Hoover, Jania, I talked about, they let you down every year, you know, similar to the Bucks. They kind of just let you down. They show up, but then they leave you at the altar. So um, Donovan Mitchell, if he's out, 
they, they won't get very far either. They just don't have enough pieces. And then Mike Conley, their point guard, has been out as well. With them, they're, they're a pretty formidable team also, but I would rate them third. It would be Clippers, Denver, Jazz, Suns. Uh, I don't know where to put the Lakers, but minus AD and LeBron, you're probably rele relegated to the seventh seed where we, where we start out. What are your thoughts? That's a good question. And my follow-on question to that is, what is success this year for the Lakers? What is success? Hey, just like we talk about the Celtics, success for a Laker or a Celtics team is championship. It's at least representation at the finals. I can understand Steve's frustration and any other Celtics fan. This is an abysmal. When we had our dark years, so we go back to Shush Park and all those guys, the Nick Van Exel years and Dale Harris, or even the late uh, the, the later years of Kobe's career. It's like, hey, I don't even want you all in the playoffs. I, as a fan and as a fan of the sport and a fan of the team, don't do that. Just sit down. I don't even want to watch it. And me being on the East Coast, I definitely don't want to watch it. So success for us, particularly come off of a championship year, is the championship at least the chance to defend the championship? I would like to think when assuming they're playing possum, and let's even say they're not, when they're fully constituted, I want to believe in the championship DNA of the franchise, then LeBron James, and then the the team itself that will get us down to the Western Conference Finals. I I, I can't I can't imagine anything else. Because this now is where true leadership that LeBron comes to play. We brought you here to win ships. Yes, you got hurt. Got it. Pull your best Willis Reed imitation and get your behind out the locker room and lead this team to the championship. So that's what I'm expecting. Uh, that's as a Laker fan. As an NBA fan, you're the champion until you're not. So it will be exciting basketball. It will be an exciting story to tell that they're playing the old classic Muhammad Ali rope dope Cool. Do it. Be experts at it. Because if you are, you're fooling me and you're doing a great job. But when you get in this playoffs, it's it. <laughs> Game on. So I, I'm expecting them to represent. Um, I'm expecting them to represent. I'm not saying that enough time so I can believe myself. But I really, truly believe that they're going to step up as champions, get the shots, whatever they got to do with their trainers, and be ready to ball. Follow-on question. Your Sixers, what is success for the 76ers? I know what the expectation is for the Nets when you put all those players together. And the Bucks have been dancing and, and prancing all around uh, the last couple of years. But what about your Sixers? What's success for the Sixers? I would like to say the success for the Sixers in one year with a new coach coming off Rona, getting to the Eastern Conference Finals. I think if they okay. make it there, that is success. Now, but I believe with a championship coach like Doc Rivers, success for him is getting to the show. But in one year, you come from, again, I think there may be a six or seven seed last year. And we know last year the Bucks were the team. And now you'd have thrown the Bucks. Come on, man. That's what I think. Eastern Conference right. Finals is success right. for, for Philadelphia as a whole. But Doc Rivers' success, I want that championship home. And he's got a chip on his shoulders. 
he's got a chip on his shoulders the size of the doggone Grand Canyon because he's trying to figure out why the Los Angeles Clippers, the JV team, would give up on him. And regardless, however successful the Clippers are, I'm still going to credit Doc Rivers for that. I can't give it to Ty Lue yet. Okay. That's kind of like the classic okay. uh, uh, Jimmy Johnson and Barry Switzer situation out there. I'm not going to give them credit. I'm not just like I didn't give credit for Steve Kerr after Mark Jackson. Give you another year, Tyron Lue. But for Doc, for Doc Rivers, it's all him. Bring it. Tony Dungy and your boy uh, uh, for the John Oakland Raiders Gruden. now. That's Whatever exactly what I was thinking of. Yeah. yeah. Gruden. There you go. Yes. Yeah, definitely 100% valid points. And um, <laughs> it's time to go, y'all. Like, that went so already. quick. <laughs> and I already... It's exciting that we've been talking about this so long. I mean, we talked about the whole football season and the whole basketball season, and now it's legitimately we're almost to that time. We're almost to that moment. And it's very interesting seeing how all these injuries are shaping up and what we thought was going to do well, that's not. And I'm just excited to see where we go next. So that's that's it for me. Like that's, that's my piece. I'm excited that a year after everything went dark as it relates to sports, that we are able to have these conversations and talk about having playoffs at in somewhat a traditional way. So I'm with it. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for everyone for uh, being with us and uh, we will see you next week. Victor, what's your thought? Another great week. Another great weekend. Uh, again, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. And I cannot, I cannot leave the Take It to the House fans without saying happy birthday to my uncle who had a milestone birthday this last weekend. It was great being in Texas. If you all saw our Twitter, we were all together. We did our, we all backed up. So we had a great time this last week celebrating Mother's Day and Uncle Tim's uh, milestone birthday. So, again, it's, it's great to see family. It's great to start getting to a level of the new norm, uh, whatever that looks like, uh, because as we start celebrating and, and traveling, the next thing is being able to go to sporting venues, which I do look forward to. I just don't know when I'm ready to do that yet. But great weekend that we just had, and I just love you all. And please hit us up on our Facebook Hit us up on our Twitter. It's live. It's a lot of chatter going out there. If you're not if you're not plugged in to our Twitter, then you're missing out. So take care. I'll see you all next week. What you got, huh? I want to say thank you for the salutations, and I had a fantastic weekend. Speaking of this weekend, I reflected on a year ago how we weren't able to hug, touch, travel, afraid. And this year, what a difference a year makes. Being able to see my family, see my people, and I want you out there, our audience, to be able to know that we were able to do that. You can be able to do that as well. As Vic said, we were back up. We were able to hug one another, cry and laugh and tell lies. Get back to those family outings and those family get-togethers, that fellowship. So I'm praying for you and your families out there. Please, 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 just be responsible. Thank you again for joining us on Taking It to the House, and we'll see you next week.
retired baseball who hasn't played football in about six years, who refused to play anything other than quarterback when he wasn't the, the healthiest. And Irv, his, his football daddy, is not going to give him a chance, not only is the, the tryout for the team, but not make it, really. They're going to – come on, man. This is a money grab. Do you know how many jerseys he sold when he's when he was drafted? He's from the state of Florida. What? The, how much money did the Jags lose last year alone with Rona and that they have poor play? So this is the money grab. They'd be a fool not to sign him to the team. And like you said, I can't fault Tim Tebow for saying, look, I'll give it a shot. You want me on the team to be a tight end? Great. Man, please. I, I, that, that's, a, that's sad. But Herb will do Herb stuff, man. Yeah, I think it's all marketing. Yeah, it's all marketing. It's it's about making them dollars. Okay, cool. But Tebow Tebow is not the best tight end out there. You're converting him from a baseball player to your point. I just I, I'm incensed. I'm thinking about myself as the tight end who just graduated from. Oh my goodness, how about HBCU? Oh, you mean to tell me wow. that I can't play? You know what I'm saying? Oh my goodness. I'm 240 pounds. I know how to block. I know how to run. I know how to run a pattern. I can run like a deer, but I didn't even get looked at. And this joker comes off the street. What the? No, I got some HBCU tight ends out there that deserve that that shot. Stop it. Wow. That That's... That's that's man. I didn't think about that. The HBCU did not draft not one player, but yet you will go to the baseball league to go get a retired football, now retired baseball player, quarterback <laughs> to, to try out to be tight end, but you cannot give one HBCU grad that was a tight end an opportunity. That's that's powerful. That's powerful. Wow. Mm. Gonna make me drink. <laughs> I might boycott the Jags just because of that. Don't make me. That's that's worthy of. Somebody needs to say something. 